Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we try and change the format and talk about, say that it's something different all the time, but sometimes we just come back to some old tried and tested stuff and talk about just a grand subject, which is what we're doing this week. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this week we're talking about wealth. How wealth. much? How many pounds? How many pounds have you got in your pocket? 12 million. 12 million? <laughs> I've got like maybe two pounds, 70 in coins. I've got any money in my pocket. I've got no pockets because I'm wearing girl clothes. <laughs> Such a working class, middle class attitude to wealth that the idea that it is equivalent to currency. <laughs> um, <laughs> these poor people. <laughs> if only then you had to manage their money. Did you see that? Um, that uh, woman grilling that um, banking person about how this person on minimum wage was supposed to be manage their money, which when they're just going to be losing money all the time. Never mind that. No. Cancel abort. Um, so when we talk about wealth, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to talk about the wealthy versus the rest of us. Right. I think. Again, mm. good ranting material, I think. Yes. Um, and uh, you, you said something about things like earning interest and stuff. <laughs> stuff about wealth, portfolios and diversification and all that kind of thing. And currency exchange rates. It's, but but um, it's not going to be boring, promise. Just in terms of... Uh, I, I kind of want to talk about my attitude to how I sort of feel like I'm investing in myself. But then some of the kind of like mistake thinking mistakes i've made around whether or not that's been successful because you can you know you can invest in things or you can kind of like invest in things that let you do more so for example i could buy an expensive laptop in the knowledge that i know that i can make the money back pretty quickly by programming with it <laughs> or recording a podcast not so much especially <laughs> with this quality of dialogue uh, so, yes. should we just um, let the, the yeah, music go and then just get started? Because uh, I'm, I'm just feeling quite like, let's just go fast Yeah, today. yeah, let's do it, let's, let's do not, it. Let's, let's do not be at 17 minutes still banging on about our weeks this week. Let's get to the topic. Yeah, okay. How was your week, Ivanka? How are you doing? Um, I, my week has been a good week. I have got a slightly croaky voice. At one point this week, I thought I was going to lose my voice, but I've averted that we disaster. for now. Um, and uh, I had a very nice time teaching at Sussex Uni yesterday. I had... Uh, some of the students got really good ideas, and they've obviously done lots of work. Others have not done any work, but... Can we steal it? That's, that's up to them. Are we going to be stealing and it? Am I going to be stealing it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Is it any of it good enough? Does it, well, not stealing. Some of the ideas, I think, are, have potential, hmm. definitely. Uh, but whether I would want to steal them myself, I don't know. But I would like to encourage them or invite them perhaps to, you know, let us blog about their ideas, maybe. Hmm. Um, so that's fun. The uh, social care thing is, um, I'm hopefully going to be finished next week. So mm. making a business case for some money to be spent. So work work wise, um, 
and buoyant. Can you make a <laughs> business case for some money to be spent on us next? Maybe. <laughs> Actually, that could be useful use of my time. Hmm. That would stop Nick banging on about how the podcast doesn't make any money. <laughs> well, if you want to give up a day of your week, hmm. yeah, whatever. You know, um, anyway. in terms of your voice, uh, I yeah. can hit. I don't think it's going to last that long. <laughs> but no. uh, I d- noticed there's. Um, we've been we've been binging. We've been watching an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race every night, and season uh, ten, like like early on in that, she's uh, she he is very becomes very subdued in voice and it's like oh not feeling too well but still sort of doing the drag oh, we're talking about the thing but sort of it was all a bit subdued and more quiet and I thought I guess someone's pushing through a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, croaky throat just still yeah. kind of having to do the same thing so if they can do it you can do it I can do it <laughs> you remind me of one of my students things they did yesterday it was like I've done a thing they'd basically done nothing and they just done a screen with a login and it was like you know here you can put your name in and you can say if you're a boy or a girl <laughs> okay. and I was like that's really interesting. I said so it's 2019 mm-hmm. in Brighton and you've chosen male or female as your <laughs> gender options seriously it's like that, you know so he's like, yeah, I suppose so. It's like we're supposed to be living in a gender fluid society. We're actually, and in any case, why does gender even matter for your app? So we had a conversation about mm. that. Um, obviously, I tried to deliver that message in a slightly more nurturing, educational way, yeah. but I was still like, dude. At least <laughs> put say, dude. would rather not say <laughs> or, yeah, or something. <laughs> you know, it's just like I'm a boy or a girl was literally what he put. It's complicated. Yeah, um, but yeah, my week's been good. Mm. Um, I've given a bit more money to Extinction Rebellion. Okay. Because next week is the big rebellion week. Anyway, how was your how was your week, Michael? Uh, got some good work done. I've been I've been sort of fretting around about how I can kind of like make more time for projects and make some get some people patronizing one of my projects or more of them and this morning I was like I kind of want to do a video every week and just really start like cannonballing forwards and sort of do like maybe two blank state videos a month and two music related videos a month (laughs) which is like this if I if I were to kind of like okay let's park this contract and like make some time for myself which do I want to do again because I always seem to then end up having to recover from it for ages but like if I can put some time into getting some I mean part of it is let's let's kind of actually make a pitch which is if you give me x amount a month then I will be able to do this um but you also sort of have to have a show some momentum before people will start investing I think because I think I really like doing this and we I spoke to a mutual friend of ours uh, Lorenzo about I was like because I, I liked his the thread that you talked about the other week mm. tied into something that I want to try which is because I think the blank state thing would the product the output of that would be this sort of um post democratic decision-making platform where you kind of capture what you think the outputs should be and yeah. and then in terms of what Lorenzo was saying you capture like what the values people hold and then I just really want to simulate or kind of like machine learning if I see if you can transform here is the set of resources available here's what taxation might be here is what and can you solve for the outputs we want using like a dynamic policy system so rather than these ad hoc 
we're going to invent a policy and someone's going to invent another policy, someone else is going to invent a law, someone invent is going to, and trying to sort of always just adding on to this pile of confusing legislation and, and documentation. Could you just like remove all that, just have the values, the stated values of your society and just kind of allow the actual implementation to mutate as people find ways around it so that it always kind of maintains the things that we actually want to come out of it instead of always like focusing on the new rules we're going to create. So that, that's something I was like, well, I kind of want to find some backing. Like, how am I going to get people to kind of help? I don't know. I kind of need some proper time to be able to do something like that. Mm. But yeah, so so it's really been working and Good. thinking about that sort of thing, but not really feeling like I can actually do very much. And we're going away oh. on Sunday to Milan and we're going to be there for 10 days. So I'm going to be a little trip to Florence. But I'm going to be away from the studios. So seeing maybe I'll sort of start a more animating slash stock footage style video project for this month. Because I won't be back till it's nearly out, I'm nearly out of time for next month's video or videos. That's my week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing, Michael. Oh, you made me think of two things. Uh, one of them was uh, on the subject of your present uh, contract holder. Um, the Airb- I didn't know Airbnb do this project called Open Homes. Right, no. I didn't so know you that. can open your a room in your house for free to somebody who needs it. Wow. So they all do some identity verification, but they gave example. I think it's very US centric, mm. but it's like uh, somebody recovering from an illness, bearing in mind that being ill in America will bankrupt you. Mm. Um, somebody recovering from an illness, somebody uh, needing shelter after a disaster like a hurricane, which there are more of, mm. or a fire, um, or you know somebody more generally homeless. But th- those, I think those were there like safe roads in but it looked very legit Mm. but I I didn't really dig in too much and there was something else this uh, I started a conversation about this post post politics world where um, in the pub last night we were having a conversation about because obviously Brexit got postponed again (laughs) it's like it's like cancel it you twats yeah well the conversation went along the lines of it seems like Brexit is something our government is doing while the rest of us are trying to live our lives Mm. and it's 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 beyond shameful yeah. and i think we should you know we should go a step further than voting we should actually sue them for dereliction <laughs> of duty um which interestingly raises this thing that with so under under the human rights act i'm telling a very long story but anyway under the human rights act uh, which we are trying to pull out of or theresa may is trying to get us out of which is one of the things that would happen post brexit um you would have no rights, therefore you would be unable to sue your government. <laughs> Whereas under current law, you can like this, like uh, the teenagers in America are suing their government for not leaving them a livable planet. Mm. Uh, that kind of um, stuff. Anyway, so I th- but but we did then in the pub. That was the start. My I I gave the starting statement, which was. I woke up this morning thinking, do you know what they're fucking about with Brexit whilst the rest mm. of us are just trying to plan, you know, live our lives and make plans. And then we had a conversation about post-politics where it was more about what we wanted to do. Mm. And really this whole Labour Party versus this party versus that party, I think is, um, it's just a bit old school. Yeah, I think we've course, grown out of I that think, now. Yeah. I think it's done. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely... Um, have decided that after this local election, I'm leaving. I'm 
ending my Labour Party membership. No. I would like us to have a Labour local council because I aspire to Brighton being like Preston. You know, when we went to a meeting and that uh, introductory talk, that Aditya Chakraborty did a talk about how Preston is the most improved local council in the country after voting kind of very left Labour council. Mm. And so they've rejuvenated their local economy by changing the model of the way they work. So, um, you know, employing people locally, giving contracts locally, trying to get business. Mm. So like eliminating the bigger providers. Um, So they've they've actually done quite a lot to improve their local standard of living Mm. uh, with those kind of uh, what people term uh, things like socialist and left wing, but really are kind of respectful of humans kind of policies. Anyway, so this is what you made me think of when you were talking about your your Lorenzo app. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's what we should call it. Lorenzo app. <laughs> the Lorenzo app. Where everyone everyone goes, Why was it called the Lorenzo app? Well this you know that thing that you you know, you that that tells us the mood of the nation, the Lorenzo app. Why is it called the Lorenzo app? Well, <laughs> it's the Lorenzo app because it reminds you of the Lorentz transforms, which are a thing in uh, physics or maths. So I can't remember what they are. No, I've done I've done those and I can't remember. Mine. <laughs> uh, I also don't anyway. know what eigenfunctions are anymore, or don't know for that oh, matter. God. Ordinary differential equations. I remember finding Fourier transforms really. Hard. I still have I a lot of contact with those anymore. through audio processing stuff. Digital oh, signal yeah. processing does actually use quite a lot of that sort of thing. Oh my God, why am I doing my dad's what, voice? What, So wealth, wealth, houses, coins, piles of gold, slaves, time off, dogs, dogs. <laughs> it's, do- it's my dog part of my wealth. Mm, I think it's probably a. I don't Ooh, know. Do you go hunting? I bought the dog a vegan your- treat yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure he <laughs> fucking loved you for that. He was like, you know, I put him a bag of vegan treats. They're like those little rawhide bones. And I put it in front. He did eat it. He's eaten too now. But he sort of looks at them and then looks around as if to say, is this it? Is there anything, <laughs> is there anything else? No, no, that's that's what you're getting, Floyd. All right. OK. And he looks around again and uh, gives it another stiff. But then he got into it. So We had some know. of this uh, vegan gluten free ice cream yesterday. And uh, frankly, it was just like a cold powder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a step too far. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It was just like one of those ones that's like, oh, 300 calories in the whole tub. Uh-huh, let's try that. Because <laughs> one of them was all right. But this one was just like, come on. What are you doing? There is a, there is a Swedish uh, vegan ice cream floating around at the moment that's quite nice. There's loads of them. And like, we're just, it, I mean, we've had this one. You just hit upon a dud. Just hit a dud. And I wish I could tell you which one it was. Maybe I'll uh, put a link in the description. Avoid this one. It tastes like Don't balls. Eat this one. Like cold powder. It's cold cocoa powder. <laughs> anyway, yes. So, uh, wealth. Wealth. <laughs> How much ice cream is in your freezer? Um, wealth. So. 
where do we start? Like, do we start from a personal thing or do we start from a Well, the reason thing? I was... I See, I'd misheard you. That's why we ended up talking about wealth. Because <laughs> you said, well, and I heard wealth. <laughs> because, so, uh, so I'm going to start. I'm going to put down the... First lay, lay it out there. Um, the uh, Monday is the launch of the big international extinction rebellion. So watch out, people. There'll be lots of uh, peaceful protesting happening at a at a, at a crossroads near you. Um, and as part of that, I was, last week I met up with a, a former colleague, friend, some you know somebody who I she's a university professor, and we have some very. Yeah, we have some good chats. Can't talk about politics too. And we started our conversation with her saying, "Look, we can't talk about politics too much, otherwise we'll just get really depressed and muslim we'll yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So we talked about, it, but she's like me, sort of peripherally very supportive of the Extinction Rebellion stuff, and and has realised that she would make quite a good legal observer, especially as she's a university professor. Mm. That would be quite good if she was. Um, and we were talking, and then, and then, but we were talking. So we met the week before last and I say I really don't know how much I'm going to get involved or what I can do time wise but I'll continue to share and donate and all that and um we were so and then on her Facebook she put yesterday she said uh she said a different sort of out of office for next week she says um uh, and so it says basically um you know I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible but this week I shall be out supporting the extinction rebellion and um all that you know sort of a statement mm. about that and that's not really what's interesting what's interesting was then in her comments she says there's there's uh she says not least one of today's reason readings was the back cover of latour's new book i don't know who that is so uh, the present ecological mutation has organized the whole political landscape for the last 30 years this could explain the deadly cocktail of exploding inequalities, massive deregulation and conversion of the dream of globalisation into a nightmare for most people. What holds these three phenomena together is the conviction shared by some powerful people that the ecological threat is real and that the only way for them to survive is to abandon any pretense at sharing a common future with the rest of the world. Hence their flight offshore and their massive investment in climate change denial. The left has been slow to turn its attention to this new situation. It is still organised along an axis that goes from investment in local values to the hope of globalisation. And just at the time when everywhere people dissatisfied with the ideal of modernity are turning back to the protection of national or even ethnic borders. This is why it is urgent to shift sideways and to define politics as what leads towards the earth and not toward the global or the national. Belonging to a territory is the phenomenon most in need of rethinking and careful redescription. Learning new ways to inhabit the earth is our biggest challenge. Bringing us down to earth is the task of politics today. So name again? Latour. So this is just the back oh, okay. of the Latour right. book. So Latour, L-A-T-O-U-R. Um, so these, and these I wealth. Guns, sorry. Yeah. So we've we've uh, we've talked about this not only through Rutger Bergman, through um, Rushkoff talking about going to uh, visit wealthy people who have assumed you know the climate well a crisis is coming and how do we control our guards when money has no value anymore and that mm. kind of conversation but I think this and weirdly whilst I read that and I, I'm kind of aware of this phenomena and I'm a bit like Pfft. but then at the same time I just think that 
unlike any time in history, we are not so distant and unconnected. Whereas while we can be manipulated, as discussed in previous, we, I'm talking we the masses, we the 99%, mm. whilst we can be manipulated as evidenced by, you know, the referendum, by Trump getting elected, mm. we also more educated, more literate, more connected, more able to communicate than we ever have before. And I, and I kind of, weirdly, reading that, instead of making me go, oh my God, it's all a waste of time, I sort of felt like, actually, no, you're gonna, if you're going to try and take that approach, the 1%, then I think you've got a bigger fight on your hands than you thought. Why do you think they're funding climate change denial if this is their game? If they know it's urgent and real, what do they gain by letting everyone, trying to make everyone else think it isn't? I suppose they don't. Uh, if you accept climate change as real and urgent and critical, it requires a significant rethink of uh, how we live our lives. Mm. And that would disrupt them. It would also bring more to the foreground, like things like um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Mm. She's bringing to the foreground how uh, connected inequality is to how it sort of, it supports climate, it, it sort of increases climate change. Mm. Basically, to help us avoid climate disaster, we need them to release their wealth back into society. Mm. Right. And I think... Yeah. Yes. I think that's probably fundamental to it. They need to accept that they're more normal than they think they are, that they're more human than they think they are, uh, that taking a walk in the forest is as pleasurable to me as it is to, you know, Jeff Bezos. Um, so you don't like midges. Um, Unless you know I mean. Well, they're not all forests have midges. Yeah, so, and I think the point there is, some, some of that is to do with holding on to wealth requires a certain amount of predictability of the, the environment, a certain amount of stability. Yeah. So if things change too much, that really sort of threatens all of your wealth. So on sort of in, more, in sort of visceral terms, you may have a farm, but then you may not have that if suddenly you go to war and some sort of marauding force comes in and sets fire to everything and now all of your wealth yeah. is gone so in the same way that the um you know the the ultra wealthy they maintain all of their control of their wealth either through just it's kind of digital now so there's no limit to how much you can say you've got um yeah. but if someone just kind of like destroys the things that kind of maintain that illusion then you don't have any wealth anymore and similarly like if it's all in property if suddenly the laws about you know how much you know how property, property ownership, ownership yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. people nearby that can just move into it like your wealth is you kind of need to maintain a certain status quo otherwise your your wealth starts to become a lot more questionable ephemeral is like is it real because it, it relies yeah. on everyone having the same sort of shared beliefs yeah yeah I th and i think you know our historical examples of changes in world order like you know 
the the French Revolution, the the bourgeois, they lost their heads as well as their wealth. You mm. know, like there's no there's no ex- historical example of the people have who have much in a new world order coming away with their lives. Never mind any wealth. <laughs> You know, and this, like is what, a, this is what Delton is trying to achieve. I I do believe is like he's he wants to give the wealthy like an in to be able to sort of still hold on to most of their wealth, whilst kind of supporting things that will benefit the world, the yeah, earth, yeah, 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 the yeah. environment, the world. Yeah, yeah. So you know, let's mint this currency that's issued in response to taking damaging things out of the atmosphere and only then and but it's also very safe it it just it has this rising interest like exchange rate so that you know that your wealth is going to be okay well that's somewhere that we've all agreed that that's for, for the next hundred years my wealth at least some portion of my wealth can be safe in there if we sort of give them that maybe options like that then is that a way to sort of extract it but when you just yeah. look at the i saw this video with like just the graphs and you just see it was the one about the wealth taxing the wealth instead of taxing income which elizabeth warren wants to do there's a video about it and it just showed the graphs it's a steep curve like for your doctor who earns like 300k a year or whatever but then it just it just becomes astronomical absolutely unimaginable once you start getting to that one percent and it's just you just think like just chip the top off that and spread it out among everyone and uh, we'd we'd all be fine and yeah, it's yeah. It, i mean it, if it could even be the top 20 percent or 10 percent, it would make a massive difference would, it would change you know, it everything like, it would everything. change everything yeah, yeah. and uh, but yeah. it's being it is unbelievable like it's just unimaginable numbers that these people have like billions of dollars is ridiculous and all yeah, they care is whether they have one, what the number is. Like, is it one billion or two? Is it five or is it six? And yeah, yeah. I, I, can't, you know, I cannot imagine that it makes any material difference to your life. If you've got how could it? One billion or it? two. Other than like, what's my score looking like today? Yeah, like yeah, it could yeah, not. Yeah. And like, you, you, like, I watched Ellen's, um, did I talk about this? Like Ellen's no. stand up special. Um, and there's just a sort of insight into what wealth starts letting you do above a certain level just gets more and more sort of petty. <laughs> like once you're over that 50 or $70,000 or whatever, that thing where like money is no longer the defining yeah. thing in your freedom. Um, it becomes the thing like, oh, I parked my car awkwardly. And rather than go through the embarrassment of having to admit that, I'll just buy another car. You know, it's it's that sort of problem that you start being <laughs> yeah, able to yeah, solve, yeah, which, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Like, it's, it becomes really stupid. Um, and, 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 and with all that wealth, you're still just one person. You're still just... You can't live in 27 different mansions. No. You can only be in one place. You only have so many hours in the day. So just all this accumulation just really stops being of any value after a certain point. I would really like to interview or understand maybe she's written about it somewhere somebody like jk rowling who has openly openly talked about paying tax properly mm. and you sort of as a beneficiary of the welfare state she is like you know all about paying her taxes mm. um and i wonder what sets her aside from somebody like jeff bezos who just clearly doesn't give a flying fuck has he talked about this? Because I don't know. Because I know there's I like so. some token philanthropy thing, but yeah, tax-wise, it's 
You know, he's, he's uh, my brother. I was talking to my brother yesterday about, like, I asked him about a quote about doing our, our bathroom floor, some tiling. He was like, don't pay someone that much. But he told me about this new Amazon's now doing like a handyman service, which he goes, it's terrible for me, but it's really good for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, and my response is like, I mean, does Jeff Bezos really need any more money? And you just, it's, it's always at the expense of, I mean, yeah, a lot of these contractors aren't, very trustworthy but don't you know some of the ones that are that do should be charging that much money that now won't be able to like it's it's um it does come at the cost yeah. of you know it's it's sort of nice for us but it comes at the cost of the people of labor somebody has to pay <laughs> and ultimately yeah. if you don't pay somebody enough you know, a, 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 you know, decent pay for a decent day's work away. Mm. You know, there's that phrase, I can't remember the phrase. Then if you don't pay for, pay them directly, then you will ultimately pay them through your taxes mm. because they'll end up, you know, like there's, they can't earn enough money to live. Um, I don't really know, you know, this kind of race to the cheapest is a peculiar... I mean, I totally understand it. We all want to make the best use of our money, but I think to some extent we're we're misdefining what the best use of our money is you know making paying a, a handyman a, a reasonable amount of money to a handyman who's going to pay his taxes and participate in our society surely that has this extra value than giving l less money to Jeff Bezos who will make sure it is of no benefit to broader society I don't know Yeah, but I don't know how we measure that like, well, how do you shift that mindset? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard you, because it's yeah. because there is like, and if there's this whole efficiency thing that, like, you know, an individual plumber can't really offer the same level of, you know, booking efficiency and management and and all that stuff that Amazon is perfectly positioned to to create to supply um, because they have this sort of technological expertise. Um, it's hard enough for a plumber to even have like a, a reception desk you know, that you can oh, call yeah. someone that's going to like go onto the calendar and book it. You sort of sometimes end up with people that just text, might get a reply, might not get a reply. They might turn up at some random point. Like we've literally got someone like that. It's like doesn't reply. And then two weeks later, oh, I'm in the area, are you, are you home? It's like, what, what the, f you know? So there is, there is a problem being solved, but it's, it's like any of these, if if it's not the plumbers themselves creating the platform, then they ultimately lose out, even though they're the ones yeah. that are actually doing the labour. Yeah, because, I mean, Bezos could equally create a platform for plumbers to use that he charges, a, a, you know, a, a sensible... Fee. So it could be not about undercutting, but about efficiency. Enabling. Or enabling or supporting. I mean, my plumber and I had a good chat the other day. He goes, you always text me. And I was like, well, I thought you'd be like doing something. And then the text is just sitting there waiting when you've not got your hands full of spanners. Hmm. And he was like, oh, I much prefer a phone call. All right. He goes, and then he said, you've, that, you've really thought this through, haven't you? Frank? I was like, yeah, that's what I think. Like, yeah, but I prefer a phone call. Cool. So can I have a break? <laughs> <laughs> so probably I want to talk about the distinction between wealth and value of that wealth mm. to the person because the wealth the same amount of currency 
in terms of it can be in terms of wealth it can be the same number but in terms of value to you it can be is vastly different depending on how much you've got um so the the, the metaphor being just in terms of potatoes if you've got if you've got a crop of 100 potatoes and someone you give one away that has pretty much no value to you whereas if the person's only got two potatoes and you take that one away then that's kind of like half their shit half and their potatoes uh, and it's half their potatoes it's, and so you you yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. idea that how do rich people feel about that how do the wealthy <laughs> feel about the the actual value to them of their wealth is it it's like oh well i can look after my children well yeah you can but still that's another half a percent of it I just think it's... I don't... I, obviously, I don't know. What does it mean? Um, what does the wealth mean to the wealth? I don't know. I, get, I can imagine... It's just got to be a feeling of power and invulnerability. I don't know. We've got this... And we, we, we always come back to this scorekeeping thing and the, and it's like, that's fucked. Well, it's powers. It's got to be power. Do you remember in that, um, uh, uh, that panel... With, there was Rutger Bergman and then there was the woman, the, the CEO of Oxfam mm. and uh, this, you know, ex-Yahoo finance director, CFO, whatever he was, stood up mm. and, you know, he's another Davos attendee and yeah. said, well, you know, the US has got this massive employment rate. It's like you're measuring the wrong thing. Mm. I don't know. I think it's got to be power related. It's got to be psychological power game. It's like a computer game, isn't it? can't yeah. be any more it, it it cannot be more any more tangible tangibly rewarding than a than a computer game surely mm. yeah you get and there's only so many burgundy rooms you can kind of yeah. hang out so in therefore and... so if that's the game you want to play how do we gamify paying your taxes well it's, it's it is this is it is this crazy thing that you saw in shuttleworth and i mean i'm going to talk about him but um this sort of like panic around protecting the wealth once you've got it this sort of like okay i've got this and now i've got to do everything to just make sure that i keep having it and it's like well you know you'll be all right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there's definitely that i mean they like it that somebody that rich could lose most of it and still be richer than we're ever going to imagine there's that silicon valley the character in there where he's like he's not in the nine zero club anymore or whatever he's like just sunk below a thousand billion or whatever and <laughs> like a hundred billion and he's like absolutely mortified and going through this sort of dark night of the soul and it's like jesus like it's so gross um, but but how do we all feel like you've worked really hard, let's say, in your head, <laughs> in your head, you've worked really hard. I mean, when I am employed, I barely, I don't really notice my tax. No. Do you know what I mean? It comes, no. you know, I only notice what goes into my bank account. Then occasionally you look at your bank statement and you're like, oh, your pay slip, you go, oh, how much tax time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you don't have to hand it over yourself. Yeah. So you don't really notice it. As a self-employed person, it's a bit more in your face because yeah, you've yeah. got to pay it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I thought that was my, you know, like because psychologically you've sent a bill and the money gets put in your account and you're like, that's my money. Um, so it's, it's a bit more of a, 
it's a bit a bit more tangible. It's like people say, if you want to save money, start paying for things in cash because mm. then you'll notice how much you're spending. Or mm. so how do we how do we get tax off them without them noticing? <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, without them having to walk to the bank with a suitcase, a, a truck of cash, because <laughs> it's maybe maybe your potato scenario. It's like yeah. stop thinking about it in how much money it is, but rather what minuscule share of what you have it really is. Or just give them something in return, like something they can a like, lollipop. <laughs> give them a fucking, give them some gold, fucking. Crisps. I don't know some some sort of token <laughs> that they can say. Look, I've got X amount of billions of dollars plus seven billion. I'm a good person. Po- units, <laughs> right? Like, and that's my wealth. It's not just yeah. the money because, like, if if it is like, okay, well, I kind of want, I kind of want a sticker if I've just given blood. You know, like yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. stickers it's, for billionaires. It's like, oh well, you're just going to take it, and you're not even going to kind of he's just gonna make me feel bad about it <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I keep coming back to this idea of like protecting the feelings of the ultra wealthy exploiting us for you know just kind of like bleeding us dry but like, i don't know how else to do it than just kind of giving them something that makes them feel good about themselves give them a fruit basket give them a <laughs> give them something that goes thanks the, the problem is you're thanking them for doing what everyone else has to do. Like sure, we're not yeah, asking... Thank us as well. Thank everyone. But, you know, yeah. if you d- maybe, you know, you don't I get a fruit start, basket. What's interesting, so I think the other side of it, maybe. Mm. I don't know. So one of the things they talk about is increasing the tax percentage on the the more wealthy so like uh, Rutger Bergman brings him Rutger Bergman our new best friend for the mm-hmm. podcast he um, brings gives that example that in 30s America the tax on the, the top rate tax was really high it was yeah. like 80-90% or whatever yeah. and I think that would be the bit that really hurt oh, well, I've got a billion I've got 90 billions and now I'm going to have to give a whole billion I'm only going to be left with a billion I have no choice but to pay my corporation tax at full whack you know, like there's no, I mean, if everyone just paid or we closed off the tax avoidance loops and just paid the the, the, the the base rate of tax, surely that would already make a difference. Yeah, that's why I think like a dynamic system would be more effective because no, you wouldn't anymore be able to just have more expensive lawyers and figure out the workarounds mm. because those would be constantly changing. And it's like at a certain point you just have to go, Okay, right. Well, I'm just going to have to embrace the values of this society yeah, yeah. and just do my part because it's going to outwit me at every turn. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. something I'd like to see if that's possible to create. Because as soon as you, because every rule you add brings with it possible bugs, brings with it possible loopholes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which will be exploited by the people with the most wealth. I think this this finding the loopholes. I understand that you know you pay your expensive accountant and you pay your expensive lawyer to find that to basically bug find (laughs) in your tax protocols. And I I understand that that is sort of like in a weird way when people go yeah but you know we can't say that Amazon don't pay their taxes they're not breaking any laws. Mm. I and I get I do get that argument I really do I'm like I mean I 
I, I, as a small business, I claim what I'm entitled to claim in terms of my taxes. The difference is that I'm not ferreting out sneaky ways of doing it. I'm just doing the, the base rules. If I use a computer to do my work, then the computer is a business expense type of stuff. That's about as far as I can claim. Um, rather than, I don't know, saying, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to offshore my limited company in the Cayman, uh, Cayman Islands and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put myself tax resident in Switzerland. <laughs> then I'm going to, and all that kind of stuff that is just going that step that is active tax avoidance versus just running a business and being incentivized by a government to i don't know keep your business alive do you know what i mean so it's mm. like would it start by just making those sorts of practices unex dirty unacceptable uh, like smoking i mean it, it is a it's a physics unto itself the it's gravity it's things flowing to where they are you know that they, they it's going to kind of you're going to so hold on to it for the longest and it's it's like once once you know that something exists and that you're not doing it and you could be then you're just sort of stupid in the eyes of your peers you, like it's unless you really are actually motivated to do the right thing, you're sort of fighting gravity. You're fighting the sort of sneers yeah. of your contemporaries when you play it's golf. Like, look at that idiot played, paid all his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that's um, probably yeah. the world they're I living mean, in. Yeah, probably is. I did get another idea, mm. um, which is like, you know how in the world of hacking and finding security flaws, mm. like there's this, you know, this phrase, black hat, yeah. white hat, yeah. all yeah. that business. Um, obviously, you know. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like explain it to you. Um, so, so you can get a reward, um, a big reward. for. So instead yeah. of like hacking the system and exploiting it and stealing from it, you are incentivized to tell the people that have the system that there's yeah. a big hole in it and they give so, you a reward yeah. for that because it helps the system. So, you know, imagine if the government offered, you know, you had you there was a concept because really I think this is a concept of black hat accountants mm. and people who employ black hat accountants and white hat accountants mm. <laughs> although there's probably doesn't there's not but what you could do is so because given the cost of tax avoidance at these high corporate levels mm -hmm. why not offer accountants yeah. who love ferret give them a million pack if you yeah, find a legal money. loophole we the government are going to give you you personally yeah. a million pounds for finding that loophole I think that's and therefore I think that's it I think you've solved that, it. We've solved it, right. That's we've it. solved it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think that's really good. And I think there's so many things we can learn from our world that can be applied to it because it's all about systems. It's mm. all about, like, yeah. you know, it's all the same language, but, like, it's 
we're doing it on this at this rapid pace versus whereas these systems are very slow moving and that, so they haven't had as much chance to kind of invent language no. around all these things and, and meanwhile you know security and tech and all that sort of thing we've, we've got all the language we've got the the practices that we've found that work so let's do it now just for the last bit of the podcast let's talk about how to get wealthy <laughs> sage advice from Michael and Ivanka to not yeah. very wealthy people <laughs> well it's, it's um the, I just want to like call out a mistake I've always made about, like I think the mistake the the, the 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 grand illusion the grand scam that has been perpetrated since feudal times by the aristocracy when they said, no, you're not going to have local currency. You're going to have to use the central currency, which we control, and everything is basically, we're going to lend you money and you're going to pay interest so that we can still hold on to all of our wealth. Um, and it's all about you... It's, it's like the more... The higher the number... The, the more wealth you possess, the more you just make out of interest and just on the top. And if you can sort of get that to a point where if I've got a hundred million pounds, I'm never going to spend the hundred million pounds. I'm going to spend the one million pounds that I get yeah. automatically every year just because of the mechanism of, of the of the system that we're in. So it's like when we talk about, to us, it's like we think about a million pounds. It's like, what would I spend a million pounds on? To the wealthy, it's like, no, well, I have to, protect and hold on to that million pounds so that I can get 50,000 pounds like Every to pay the person and at no cost to myself with no labor with yeah, no yeah, effort yeah. and that's what wealth yeah. really means at that level and that's that's the that's the fundamental scam that we've all kind of fallen victim yeah. to weirdly um, I hadn't thought about it that way at all until you just said you said it right. just before the podcast I was like <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got your money to work for you, not buy things. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. and again, that's sort of like a functional a functional difference. So, just in in personal terms, one thing one thing that has made me feel better about is you know I just have this automatic instinct that I, I yeah I'm a musician, so I want and there's so much expensive music gear, and honestly, there is a factor of you can make better sounding music if you have more and uh, more more variety and more expensive equipment. It just sounds better. It's true, <laughs> and it's and it's fun, and it um, but then sometimes I think about I compare like the cost of a laptop, which as a programmer I can kind of make that money back within like not too long, whereas. The amount I've in, I've put into music <laughs> compared to the amount that I've ever got out of it, which is like pretty kind of well, nothing. I mean, I'm definitely massively in the red on this, but I do have the things I've bought, and if I think of those instead of maybe I don't have to feel like I have to get the equivalent value of the equipment back. As long as I, you need to think it more as okay, this is capital I now have, means of production I now own, and but think of it more like the you get interest off the top of that through like if I sell one album, two albums in a month, then that's that's actually not nothing. That's kind of a, a more healthy way of thinking about it if it is literally an investment in myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah there's there is that very real sense in that you have to sort of take it. 
out of circulation in order to be able to make it work for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think the difference is that you could have, you know, taken the money you spent and have it living in an ISA. Yes. That gives you some money, whereas you've put it into a collection of tools that help you make money and make music <laughs> make music <laughs> and it's you know and uh, which is not yes there is some monetary gain to be had either real or potential but there is a huge amount of uh i don't know spiritual gain well that's the, that's the hope and it, and it comes back to that risk diversification thing if you're a rich person you have a an a portfolio of investments and you spread that between high risk and low risk investments and so then mm. so why like the music thing is a massively high risk investment um much more than i ever thought it was when i was younger as well um whereas an isa is pretty solid mm. um but much lower yield um but like but you could just get nothing it's like the more you, but what you what rich people will do is they'll spread it out so they'll have some on the stock market like that, and then they'll have more. Some in housing, they'll have some in just like you know, ISAs and stuff like that. And they, that that, and it's like really their level of risk that they want to be at is how much they allocate to all those different things. Um, and then so, but that which is why. So another trap we're all falling into is this idea that a mortgage is a good investment. Well, it is as part of a portfolio where you have low risk mm. investments in there as well but if all of your investments are in this one high risk asset then you're really like treading a tightrope with that and wealthy people would never do that <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot of ways yeah, yeah, in which yeah. we're being kind of taken for a ride by by these things that's why i've got a pomegranate farm in bosnia and herzegovina <laughs> <laughs> Come the climate apocalypse, I'm going to be drinking pomegranate juice. Uh, as long as there's bees, I'll just have to run between the trees spreading the pollen. Uh, I have got beehives on my... They're not my bees, but we host beehives. Well, um, well yes. That's all right for some. <laughs> and it's on a hill, <laughs> so but do you have any? It. But Ivanka, do you have any synths? Because I've got synths. They massively <laughs> depreciate in value almost immediately. No synths. I've got no zero, zero synths. On my on my asset portfolio in the synths column, there are zero synths. <laughs> well, that's, that's, a terif <laughs> that's a terrible state of affairs, in my opinion. So, yeah, like the, the fact is, just to say, like, wealth, the best way to get money is to have a lot of money. That's the most reliable <laughs> way to make it money. And the, 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 but... You know, the rest, to get meaning, that has literally no meaning. Has <laughs> literally nothing in that self-actualization part of Maslow's triangle hierarchy. Did you see the School of Life did a video on hierarchy of needs this week? I posted oh, our podcast episode next to it on Facebook to say, hey, we were just talking about that. Um, these, 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 the, 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 my philosophy has always been, I want the money I have to be from stuff I did that was good that was yeah i wanted yeah, to yeah. come from my labor like that because I, I i i just believe that that's i think if you if if your wealth comes from your own labor it just feels more legitimate it feels more meaningful so much more meaningful i mean i think i was like i just drew a in a in with my 
wanky consultant head on. <laughs> I just drew a quad, like a, a quadrant thing. It's like, you know, like if there's four quadrants, four squares, you've got like low meaning, high meaning, low money, high money. And you want, you know, if possible, you want to be making, you know, decent money out of things that have high meaning. The The, the worst quadrant to exist in is no money and, or even no money and no meaning hmm. or low money and no meaning. Anyway, Which is the space that ninety nine percent of the population lives in, oh, and yeah. like not just sort of shit jobs, but bullshit jobs is a huge yeah. thing now. Like, um, you know, I'm still kind of getting reading through Graeber's book about bullshit jobs. So much of our lives are taken with these, you know, that if you to, these sort yeah. of middle, these high paying jobs where you don't do anything are kind of just yeah. destroying people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're, I mean, they're not making them happy. They're not making them healthy. They're going to die young, unhappy, unfulfilled. <laughs> there was a good thread on Hacker News about like, okay, uh, someone's saying like, if okay, if I've just kind of got this huge, we've just been acquired and I've got like X million yeah, yeah, yeah. dollars out of nowhere, um, w- asking for advice, like what do people say? <laughs> What's the best thing to do? And, and like one of the top things is health. Like just make sure you're healthy. Because like once you've got that kind of like nothing else is going to be as important as your health. No. Um, and then just uh, lots of advice about like don't invest in your friends' stuff, and um, you know do invest it this way, blah blah blah. Like get make it work for you. And um, but really, there's no point having all the wealth in the world if you can't walk around and no. I be mean, a human I, being. I, this is another Ivanka's dad philosophy. It's like he banged on at us. A whole like you know the twenty years that I knew him, it was like if you haven't got your health, you haven't got anything. You must look after your health. Mm. While you're healthy, you can do a shit job if you need to to survive. Mm. But if you've lost your health, you can't do anything. He went on and on about it the whole time. It's mm. one of his themes. I think it's. I mean, it's true. Though I had this conversation with my brother yesterday. I was like, I've had this back pain. I was like, Why don't you go and see my chiropractor, who's really good and I've known for a long time. I haven't got money for that. Hmm. have you not really you know it's like so you're gonna it, it was it's like yeah i mean and that, that 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 i mean that like really helped me kind of accept that it's okay that my gym membership is one of my biggest expenses because you know what what matters yeah. more than being able to being fit and healthy it's like a, I mean it's a big thing for me i don't want to be an old lady to sooner than I need to be mm. <laughs> you know like mm. not not that I want to live forever like you I don't have quite the same sort of aspirations to immortality but I'm just thinking about my daughter and thinking about how much older I am than she is mm. and you know just wanting to be like not a burden mm. for as long as possible to actually be actively involved in her life instead of going can you fetch me this dear <laughs> You yeah. can't make a great old lady, though. But uh, that's a different story. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'd be quite a good old man, actually. I'm, I've, I'm already sort of like been looking at canes, going, "Hmm, that's a nice cane. Like, <laughs> I think I could rock that cane. It's going to be like, hobbling along with my cane, waving at the people, <laughs> waving it angrily." In 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 an attempt to summarise this, the lives of the ultra wealthy seem 
so stupid that would seem it's so ridiculous the way they sort of walk around the, the delusions that they have and the worlds that they live in and just the loneliness that that, that implicitly comes with that and just the, the the disconnection it's i would feel sorry for them if it were not at the cost of the rest of us at the expense of the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not envy their lives. I, I wouldn't mind a... I mean, I do envy their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aspects yeah. of it. I'd like to fly first class um, without not being able to do anything else for the rest of the next two years. Um, <laughs> but I I don't envy that. I think, like, the, the ideal existence in terms of wealth is more a, a lower level, but distributed, that is what would lead to a good society. That was what would lead to a good existence. Distribution of wealth would just be so much better than having to be in that fearful 1% mindset, scared that people are coming for you, not being able to walk through certain areas, having to fly private because you, you like on your private jet the whole time and just feeling like you have to protect yourself from the poor people. What a shit existence to... You know, for you know, inflict on yourself. That's not something I would aspire to, and I, I don't know. I don't think they should be aspiring to it either. So no, maybe I it's just it's... a lack of imagination. They just need to see what everyone getting paid the same would look like, <laughs> and realise that it's fucking great. Well, it's just nicer. Hmm. There is a. I will, if I can find it, uh, send you the link to the. Liverpool manager football Liverpool football team manager mm. talking about how he votes and but ultimately it says if I'm doing well I want everyone to do well mm. and really that's all it is mm. you know why do you want people to suffer in order for you to do well because that's what you're doing and their suffering you know? leads to your suffering as well. their suffering leads to you being afraid and being on edge afraid and just your of what's going to happen to you generally worse than if you just yeah. like lifted them up you so know, it seems to be so obvious sort it out jeff maybe maybe one day when i'm a billionaire it'll, i'll understand maybe the pain that they survive <laughs> <laughs> yes all right well i hope so Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. If you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash grandpodcast and be the first. <laughs> second, maybe. Actually, no. No, no. Second. Sharon's yeah, first. Sharon's, Sharon's backing my Patreons, if no one else. <laughs> and also giving me a place to live. Um, where, can, <laughs> where can we find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and on YouTube and stuff and on Facebook and all over the place. But just go to michaelforestmusic.com and start there. Just just Google Michael Forrest. Well, <laughs> What happens I mean, if you Google Michael Forrest? Depends, I don't trust it anymore. It used to be that you, like if you typed in your name that you sort of felt like you were seeing what other people were seeing. But now, I, I don't even know. I go into private browsing and see what Michael Forrest returns. Am I the top... No, I'm the fourth. Mm. And it also, it, it, take, it has the audacity <laughs> to put Michael Forrest with one R above Michael Forrest with two R's. 
Mm. Even though that's what I, I type. So You should shift to browsing with the kosher or kosher or however you say should it. I? I wish I knew what, how just, to say I wish I was more confident saying it. Just for my vanity serving, search Googling. <laughs> my vanity searches if nothing else. But that's um, not going to tell me what people see when they search my name either, no. is it? Unless they all use the same. We need to have thing. words with Google as well. They're another. We've, pick, we've picked on Jeff. We have, we today. have, but we need to talk need to, to pick Google. On and, Google. Unless fucking Apple need to. We need to have a oh, word yeah, with them. Jesus Christ. Like another. And my now. Why my. My last laptop was like an extra grand on. At least on top of the previous one. This phone, I just had to get a new phone. Finally, I did repair it before, but it was just like it, it was just not the same. But so I got a new phone, and it's like now ugh, the prices are still just going up by hundreds of pounds. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. what do you need this for? What are you going to do with this? When are we going to see are some you... benefit from this Apple? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I mean, we do. Uh, yes, I do make all of my money by making stuff for Apple's platform. So I should probably not. Like uh, <laughs> the hand that feeds you. Yeah, but they could still like not charge ridiculous. They could of still money just for try and like be cool. Um, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, what were we saying? So yeah, we were else? saying that if you want to, if you want to encourage us <laughs> to do more ranting on the internet. Um, then please do write us reviews, rate us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It does help people find it. You can do it overall for the podcast or every episode. I mean, if you just go in and just five-star every episode, that would be amazing. Imagine that, um, Labour. You can do that while you're listening, you know, blind, dee, 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 five, 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 five. <laughs> <laughs> Something to do. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, there you go alright then thank you for listening where should we go now alright bye. 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 bye 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 bye